0: and we are live welcome on in ladies and gentlemen bienvenidos señoras y señores this Is season two, episode one of the NAI Ball Podcast brought to you by none other than Silverback Sports at shopSilverback.com? How excited are we? 2019 ready to get underway. As always, with you here on the NAI Ball Podcast, I am Robbie Gutierrez, Rob G1063 on Twitter. Joining me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the foremost authority. On NAI Baseball, Mr. Cody Butler. Cody, man, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining me as always.
1: Robbie, I am fantastic. No better place to be than talking to NAI Baseball with you.
0: Man, I mean, first things first, we want to thank Silverback Sports. You know, they reached out to us in the offseason, they thought it would be an amazing partnership. Their coaches, who develop amazing products and really make things easier for coaches. So we really want to thank them for taking a chance on us, reaching out to us and really building a relationship and a partnership with us. One of the cooler things we were able to do was be able to donate some products, you know, some plyo hitting sets to Edinburgh high school down here in South Texas, where I live. Coach Robert Valdez was a college baseball player himself. And so those kids got some brand new products that they could you know, practice with, get better with every day. All of that possible because of our title sponsor, Silverback Sports. Cody, I'm absolutely thrilled for the 2019 season. This is going to be a heck of a year. We're finally getting underway. We're going to talk about some games down the road that already happened. We're going to talk about some of the big series coming up.
1: I'm I'm just thrilled. This is our third year of coverage. We're continuing to expand. We're getting better each year. Uh, I feel like the NAI baseball quality is getting better each year. I'm just really looking forward to this season.
0: Absolutely agree. Let's go ahead and get right into the podcast. A little 2018 recap. We'll start it off. Southeastern University, of course, they win the national title. So they're your national champion. They were in Lewiston. But you know who else was in Lewiston? was Cody Butler covering the entire tournament for NAI Ball. Cody, I've been to Lewiston. I went in 2013 with Northwood University, Texas. Absolutely amazing atmosphere. Amazing place to go. It is one of my favorite. Anytime I meet anybody... Uh, that's never been. I tell them you have to go. If you don't get the chance as a player or a coach, go. Book early, make plans, at least go while all 10 teams are there. And it's just a full day of baseball and you will never regret it. And Cody, I'm sure it was the same for you.
1: It was an unbelievable experience. It was a once in a lifetime trip for me to go across country, see different parts of life. Everyone in Lewiston, Idaho loves the baseball. They embrace the event. It's just, I definitely recommend it. I want to thank everyone that helped me get there, Uh, Robbie Gutierrez, Matt Mahoney, everyone that donated, everyone that, you know, helped me see my dream. That was something I always dreamed of being so far away in Georgia. It's not, you know, a very close trip. And I just really appreciate it. It was amazing. I was out there all week. I saw the first game. I saw the last game, you know, hats off to Southeastern. Saw incredible baseball. They played incredible, went undefeated out there. I will never forget their performance. Freed Hardeman made it a special run. No one picked them to get to the runner-up spot. They played to Thursday. And, you know, just amazing things. You can go out there and get an Effie Burger and just see the town. And every, the way people support NAIA baseball out there is just incredible. And, you know, I love the Lewiston community, and I'm excited to be back this year.
0: Man, I was wondering if you got to go and and get an effie burger and you know just take some of the sights and you know sounds in and because it's it's easy to spend all day at Harris Field and it's easy to be there all day and just spend your entire time watching the baseball. But even when the tournament starts to get down to less and less teams, there's still a ton to do when the games start to get started later and later.
1: Absolutely, it's just packed baseball all day. The Lewiston Tribune does an outstanding job covering the events are just picking up a paper in the morning after each day is just incredible. Yeah. It was just an awesome time in Lewiston and I'm glad that they extended the contracts. I look forward to going back to Lewiston for many years,
0: man. I'm excited about it. Also, hopefully this year we'll both be able to go out there. Maybe something that we can work out. One of the things I wanted to talk about was a thank you to all the programs who took time to sit down, to talk with us, at the ABCA convention in Dallas, Texas. Single largest coverage of NAI baseball ever. It doesn't matter what anybody else does. And that only happened because coaches reached out to us and wanted to talk to us. And that was absolutely amazing. And, you know, I was just blown away by the amount of support from coaches that came up to me and talked to me. And even guys who aren't a part of NAI anymore, guys who played NAI. I got to talk to Rob Childress from Texas A&M uh, who's, a, of course, a graduate of my university, Northwood University in Cedar Hill, Texas. So, you know, it was amazing to, to see him and, and get to talk to him and meet all these different coaches from JUCO to Division One. But the best time I had was getting to sit down and learn more about these programs that maybe we don't get to cover every day, that we haven't met the coaches. Or there's guys like Jake McKinley, who we talk to often, that I don't get to see. Ever And you don't get to see ever, you know, and guys like Mike Ross, who's talks with us all the time, but we've never met him, you know, and then it was for me moving from Florida to Texas to get to see Adrian Dinkel at Southeastern, you know, Brooks Fordyce at Kaiser, Coach Fedez over at St. Thomas, you know, and get to see the guys that I talk to normally on a regular basis. And so I was absolutely honored by everybody. That, that stopped and talked with us and, and chatted about NAI baseball. And just unbelievable thank you to everybody out there who took some time out of your convention to meet with us.
1: It was an incredible event. It was an awesome three days. I appreciate you working as hard as you did. You know, three days straight, you were doing nothing but interviewing NAI baseball coaches. But it was incredible exposure for them. You know, we're thrilled to give the platform. And we really appreciate the precipitation this week. And it was just awesome. So thank you.
0: Definitely, definitely, definitely cool
1: to have just over 50
0: programs and the numbers awesome. The amount of people that tuned in, whether it was live or went back and replayed, you'd be able to see that there are a few programs that are well over 3,000 hits. So that's absolutely really cool. Cody, let's keep moving. Let's go into the top 25 rundown. And what we're going to focus is the top five in the nation. And so, Number five is LCSC, Lewis-Clark State. Really no surprise there. They finished the year at number four. They're going to enter this year at number five. The number four team in the nation is Faulkner University out of Alabama. They went 54-9 and nine last season. Number three is Jordan Gwinnett finished the 2018 campaign at 50-12. and 12. The number two team is Freed Hardeman, last year's national runner-up. And the number one team in the nation is, of course, Southeastern University defending national champion. Cody, my question to you is in the top 25, you know, obviously we're able to see that. But those receiving votes teams, who are those teams that you think can make that jump from the top 20, from the receiving votes category into the top 25?
1: I'm pretty high on Benedictine Mesa this year. You know, they return an all American pitcher Ivan Torres. He picked up the win on opening day against Arizona Christian. They have some really good players. Sean Borrowdell, he went three for three in last night's win, picked up their second win in a row over Arizona Christian. I just think they're a really good program. They won 40 games last year. They're going to compete in the CalPAC. Antelope Valley will be the favorite in that conference. But I like Benedict Time Mesa. There's their third year program. You know, they can pitch well, they can swing well, and, you know, they're invested in that baseball program.
0: I'm going to go ahead and take two teams. I'm going to take IU Southeast uh, first and foremost. They went. 23 and four conference last year, 41 and 14 overall. You know, third in the Hattiesburg opening round tournament. But I think that this is a team that's going to return some guys. There's going to be some new faces, but a lot of newcomers that they're high on. I think they're a team that can make that jump from that receiving votes category into the top 25. The other team I like a lot is Texas Wesleyan. Texas Wesleyan is going to have a big time player at shortstop in Alan Campero. That's a kid that I've gotten to see in high school. I mean, I'm a South Texas kid. He went to Laredo Alexander. He's a Texas A&M transfer. He's big time. He's awesome. I actually played against his brother in high school, and he told me that his younger brother was going to be good. And so sure enough, here he is. And so I'm excited to see what he does for Robert Garza's club this year. And I think Texas Wesleyan playing in a tough conference can really make some noise and jump into that top 25. Cody, let's move on the preseason All-American rundown and the All-Americans look like this. We'll start with pitchers. It'll be the starting pitchers of Kyle Fulton at a Central Methodist University, starting pitcher Stephen Chambly at a Bryan College, starting pitcher Tyson Cronin, Oklahoma Wesleyan, and starting pitcher Orlando Rodriguez, St. Thomas University. The relief pitcher on that staff is Tyler Fujimoto at a William Jessup Two catchers, and it looks like this, Dylan Shockley out of the University of Rio Grande and the catcher, Cal Koga Koga out of William Jessup. So that's Dylan Shockley and Cal Koga. The first baseman, no surprise here, Glenn McClain. Expect a big year out of him at Indiana Tech. Second baseman will be Jackie Urbaez out of St. Thomas University. Third baseman, Austin Soka out of Oklahoma Wesleyan. Shortstop is Corey Longacre out of Bellevue utility player is Walter Corsi, Georgia Gwinnett. Designated hitter, no surprise to me on this one. Big man, Josh Sears out of Fried Hardeman. And the four outfielders look like this. Zach Cornell, Middle Georgia State. Logan Constantine, LSU Alexandria. Dan Valerio, Southeastern. And Austin Swift, William Jessup University. So three William Jessup players on that list. Cody, who are you watching?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing how Cam Corsi does in his second year. His sophomore season led the nation in hitting last year for Georgia Gwinnett, hit 485, 94 hits that year, 18 stolen bases, preseason All-American. I'm looking forward to seeing if he can continue to put up monster numbers. And Stephen Shambly, the Bryan starting pitcher, 131 strikeouts, batters hit less than 250 off of him, 111 games, will be the ace of that staff on a really good team. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in his senior season.
0: Only two sophomores on the list, Cam Corsi and Josh Sears. I will be watching a guy that I got to see a lot of coming from the Sun Conference in Jackie or He hit 390 last year, 23 doubles, 9 home runs, 74 RBIs. In 145 attempts, he only committed 3 errors. This is a kid who's solid. He can hit to all fields. He can hit for power. He plays great defense, does things the right way. I'm excited to see him. He's a good kid, and so I definitely will be keeping an eye on Jackie or all year. On the pitching side of things, I got to give love to the relief pitcher, man. Tyler Fujimoto, William Jessup University. Last season, he had a 319 ERA, over five wins, 22 appearances, seven saves in 48 innings pitch, 55 strikeouts. Be interesting to see what he does this year on the bump coming out of the pen for William Jessup University. Cody, tell us a little bit more about some of the games that happened last night. I know you got to watch St. Thomas University and Taylor.
1: Quality game last night, St. Thomas playing Taylor, two teams that will be in the opening round once again this season. The Bobcats held on for a 3-2 victory. The bullpen looked really sharp for St. Thomas last night. 6.1 innings pitch, they only gave up two hits. Sergio Lopez's two RBI double in the first inning was really all they needed all night. Uh, Nathan Target for Taylor had a great night, had a double, had a clutch single in the eighth inning. They were 90 feet away from tying the game. It was 3-2 to two in the eighth, but just couldn't get that second clutch hit they needed. And the Bobcats held on. Tyler Morales, the closer for St. Thomas, came in and struck out, too. He looked nasty. Just a really good win for STU. And I think Taylor will grow from it. They came down to Florida, picked up two wins against Florida National. Uh, they close out this weekend with Ave Maria. And you know, I think they're going to get better playing a team like St. Thomas.
0: Cody really quickly I know we both want to give a shout out to San Diego Christian last night defeating UC San Diego by a score of 7 to 4. So UC San Diego is division 2 right now but next season they will be playing in the Big West in NCAA division 1. So a huge win for San Diego Christian to open their season and Cody that's really got to you know set the tone for the rest of the year for you.
1: I mean absolutely. They actually controlled the game. They dominated, if you could say. They had an inning in the eighth where they kind of gave away some runs, but all nine innings of that game, really impressive win for San Diego Christian. That was a team that went to the World Series in 2014, so they're looking to get back on track.
0: Taking a look now at our NAIA Ball mailbag, some questions and answers. We chose two questions this week that were emailed to us. Of course, you can always email us your questions at naiaballmedia.com at gmail.com. Our first question comes from Mikey perez over at the University of Antelope Valley. Who are your best West Coast NAI teams? Cody, who are those teams for you?
1: Well, you know, it's predictable right now, but I'm going to go with Lewis Clark State College, Antelope Valley, William Jessup, and even Westmont. I think Coach Ruiz does a great job with Westmont. I think they're going to continue to improve this year. Uh, I like LCSC right now is the best team. They're just the powerful dynasty program right now in the NAIA. But there's a lot of good teams. Like I said, Benedictine, Mesa, Corbin was receiving votes last year. Vanguard's always a good program. It's a lot of good baseball.
0: Yeah, no, for me, plain and simple, four teams. University of Antelope Valley, William Jessup University, Westmont, LCSC, Lewis Clark, you have to have them in there. So, you know, Mikey, I hope that answers your question, but it seems like Cody and I pretty much on the same page for that one. We've got another question here from David Girth, who goes, hello, my question is which IU satellite school will have the best season? And if any of them have a shot at making the World Series, I go to the main campus, but who cares about the Big Ten? Long live the NAI. So, David, I think uh, for myself, it's IU Southeast. Cody, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be IU Southeastern. I think they have the best chance. I think the Grenadiers are really good. They're going to be young this year. They're replacing a lot of talent. So I don't know. You know, World Series, we'll have to see. But I definitely think they can compete in the RSC. And, you know, they can get past Point Park and they make the opening round.
0: No, I totally, totally agree on that. You know, I think um, IU Southeast is definitely the the team to watch. Uh, Like we said earlier, 41 and 14 last year and 23-4 and in conference play. So definitely an impressive team. So thank you to everybody for the questions that you gave us, Mikey and David. You know, always appreciated. Don't forget, the NAI mailbag is always available. Our mailbag question and answer segment available at naiballmedia at gmail.com. Email us your questions for a chance to be on the show. Want to take a second to tell you about our Sponsor Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports is the official sponsor of the NAI Ball Podcast, the alpha in arm care and training essentials. Premium and durable materials for individual and team use, always available at shopsilverback.com. That's shopsilverback.com. Unlock the Silverback in you. Moving on now, Cody, to our series to watch. It'll look like this. Number eight, Oklahoma City. Versus Grandview, number nine, Oklahoma Wesleyan at Lion. Number 12, Tennessee Wesleyan will take on Clark, who is receiving votes in the poll. Brian will also get to take on Rio Grande as well as Clark. So keep an eye on Brian in opening weekend. They've got some major games coming up. Number 25, Westmont will take on Corbin receiving votes Texas Wesleyan versus LSU Alexandria, receiving votes Missouri Baptist at William Carey, and then Mobile versus Midway. Cody, who are you going to be keeping
1: an eye on this weekend? I'm looking forward to seeing how Westmont does with Corbin. Both of these teams, I think, can have pretty good years. Corbin had two wins against William Jessup and two wins against Antelope Valley. Went on really far last year. And I think Westmont's going to get back and just keep doing what they're doing. They won 34 games. And I'm just really looking forward to that series. It's a good CalPAC-GSAC matchup.
0: I will be watching a couple of these. I'm going to be, of course, you know, keeping an eye on Tennessee Wesleyan versus Clark. Tennessee Wesleyan, 39-21 and 21 in 2018. Clark, 37-23-1. and one. Another one, the Kirk Kelly series between Oklahoma Wesleyan and Lyon. Got to love that one. Uh, coach, of course, Kelly the was the head coach at one point of both of those programs. The other one I'll be keeping an eye on is Texas Wesleyan and LSUA. Texas Wesleyan last year, 36 and 16. LSUA, 32 and 27. I'm interested to see the offense and how Texas Wesleyan makes up without NAIA, National Player of the Year, Kiki Menendez, how they make up that offense. So definitely going to be interesting to see how the Rams handle that. Now it's time for the Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week on the NAI Ball Podcast. And Cody, One of the things we're going to do a little bit differently this year is I am going to choose one hitter versus pitcher matchup I want to see the most in this series. So let's go ahead and get it kicked off. The first series we will talk about is number 17, Middle Georgia State, heading on down south to the friendly confines of Kaiser University in West Palm Beach, Florida. Middle Georgia, 45 and 18 last year. Kaiser, the number 24 team in the nation, went 38 and 19. This series will feature Trenton Nash as the middle Georgia player I'll be keeping an eye on. 344 average, 15 home runs, 57 RBIs. He will face Chad Torek likely on Friday. Chad was not at Kaiser University or did not play for Kaiser University last year. He was at the university. Ability to change speeds, throw strikes, a guy who wants the ball. Cody, tell me, who are you watching in this series?
1: I'm just looking forward to watching both programs play. They both finished third in the opening round last year, a couple of wins away from Lewiston. They're both really offensive heavy. Both teams hit 330-plus. Just the last couple of years, I've been following them. They're both, they love to swing the bat. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. A couple of standouts. Zach Cornell, a preseason All-American for Middle Georgia. The dude is just a stud. If you look at him athletically, he I mean, he's it. He's got the tools. And Miguel with the second baseman for Kaiser. Peter Crescito, a first baseman for Kaiser. There's a lot of talented people in that West Palm area. I'm looking forward to seeing how this opening series matchup defines these teams. Speaking of Bochip early on, it's a little early to talk strength of schedule, but these wins would be big for either team.
0: Absolutely. I think all of our big series of the week go will go heavy towards Bochip, which brings us into another big series between number six St. Thomas University at Miami, Florida take on Weber International. St. Thomas last year went 56 and 9. Weber International 37 and 24, and they are the reigning Sun Conference Tournament champion. The matchup to watch here starting pitcher Orlando Rodriguez, preseason All American, went 14 and 1 last season with a 275 ERA. 98 in the third innings pitched, 125 strikeouts. The third baseman for Weber International is the hitter I'm going to watch, Marcus Begg. He hit 325 last year, 64 hits, 11 home runs. 44 RBIs. Shout out really quickly to John Leatherman over at St. Thomas University. Stats and info. Beg last year went 0 for 3 against Rodriguez, but hit 385 against all other pitching from St. Thomas University. That is going to be a huge matchup. Cody, who are you watching?
1: You know, I'm looking forward to seeing if All American Zach Spivey can get it done. He led the NAI in innings pitch last year. He had a 2-5 ERA. He was huge in helping them win the conference tournament. He picked up a win over St. Thomas last year. He needs to do it again because the Bobcats, man, they are loaded. I saw their bullpen last night. They have a ton of great arms. Sergio Lopez, they call him Big Worm. I mean, he can hit the ball as far as anyone in the country. Jackie Arbaez is an All-American. This is a really big series for both of these teams. You know, They're Sun Conference rivals. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it shakes out.
0: A huge series to watch as we turn our attention out West. Number seven, Antelope Valley at number 13, William Jessup. UAV beat William Jessup last year to win the Lincoln opening round tournament and advance to the NAI world series. Antelope Valley enters this season after a great 2018 campaign where they went 46 and 14 went to the world series. William Jessup, one win short of that, 41 and 17 overall. They're the number 13 team in the nation. For Antelope Valley, I'm going to look at the hitting. Third baseman Nathan Broadus, 312 average last season, eight home runs. He had as many home runs as he did doubles with eight apiece, 45 RBIs against NAI pitching legend Ashcon Kualua, 6 and 2 record, 343 ERA, 81 and a third innings pitch, 92 strikeouts. This is the last go for him the senior year. I'm excited, and I hope he has a great season because that's a guy that's really battled through some adversity to get here.
1: Absolutely. Ashkon Kulu is one of the better stories in the NAI. He's a true legend. He will pitch against anyone, anywhere, at any time. A couple of players for UAV I'm looking forward to seeing. Cole Carter, the center fielder, transfer. I've heard a lot of good things about him. And Jake Castillo, a starting pitcher for the Pioneers, who helped lead them to Lewiston last year, and with that experience, should improve this season. For William Jessup, you talk about one of the best players in the country, Austin Swift. 18 home runs in 2018, GSAC Player of the Year. Will Law, an infielder for William Jessup that also had 18 home runs. They are just a loaded offensive team. As you mentioned, these two schools played each other last year. UAV got the better of them late, went to Lewiston. I'm just really thrilled to see how many runs they put up again in this series and who gets the better of them.
0: Right back to the south we go.
1: A huge series, two huge series to tell you about. The
0: two series that you should really be keeping an eye on, no matter if you're playing, if you're watched, or not even if, it, if you're just a fan of good baseball. Number two, Freed Hartman at number four, Faulkner from Montgomery, Alabama. Fried Hartman last season, the national runner-up, forty-seven and sixteen overall. Faulkner University, 54-9. and The matchup to watch here, I'm going to start with Faulkner. Their pitcher, Izzy Fuentes, 12-0 record last season, 298 ERA, 90 and two-thirds innings pitched, 98 strikeouts against big Josh Sears. 374 average, 21 round trips, 77 RBIs, and an insane slugging percentage of 743. Cody, two heavyweights duking it out. Who you got?
1: You know, I'm really looking forward to this series. This is huge for Freed Hardeman. If they can go into Montgomery and take a couple of wins, they're showing that they weren't just for real last year. They're for real again this year. A couple of players for them that stand out. You mentioned the All-American, Josh Sears. Bryce Lester, a shortstop, really showed out in Lewiston last year. The Michael Holmes is a really good player. I'm looking forward to seeing how Connor Creasy does. As a freshman last year, picked up a win, ended Georgia Gwinnett's season, looked really good in that game. You know, they got Tyson Campbell, the AMC Pitcher of the Year, from Lyon, the transfer. But Faulkner, man, Faulkner reload. I'm looking forward to seeing Antonio Frias, a Juco transfer, 112 strikeouts in 60 innings last year, sub-2 ERA, just monster numbers. They return a couple of infielders that really stand out, Tech White, Shaggy Freeland. Both of them are really good dudes. You know, for Freed hard, I mean, if you go in there, it's a four-game series. If you can split in Montgomery, that's a really hard place to play. That's an impressive opening weekend for the Lions.
0: Last but not least, another huge series to talk about. The number one team in the nation, the defending national champion, Southeastern University Fire, who finished last season 59-7, and seven, will head north to Gwinnett, Georgia, to take on number three GGC. The Grizzlies went 50-12. and 12 Matchup to watch here for myself is going to be Manuel Mesa, 377 average, 98 hits, 10 home runs, 32 RBIs, and 34 stolen bags against Gregory Lukonen, a 273 ERA with a 7-1 record. He even had two saves last season, 85 and two-thirds innings pitch, 99 strikeouts, a huge changeup, and a 187 opponent average. Cody, this is a big one. Tell me all about it.
1: Yeah, man, this is a monster series. Regardless if they're ranked 1-3 and now, you know their goal for 2019 is to get back to Lewiston, and they both have the talent to do it. Southeastern is losing a lot of their pitching from last year. They're going to have to replace it. But when you have offensive players like Ivan Nunes and Dan Valerio and Nick Batari, you don't need to pitch that great. You're going to score a lot of runs. And I think Southeastern this year is going to be really, really good again. Georgia Gwinnett, they return a lot of the players they had from Lewiston they returned two of their three starting pitchers. Well, three of four, you include Jonathan McKinney's a really good player. Alex Garland, the first baseman, they return All-American Cam Corsi. Hunter Dolander, you mentioned Gregory Lucanen earlier. So I think these two teams are squarely in my top five of the country. So I'm really looking forward to this matchup.
0: It is going to be a huge, huge, huge matchup. And what a slate of games we have for you. That was the Silverback Sports Big Series of the Week all on the NAI Ball Podcast. Before we get going, Cody, give me your final thoughts and then give me a team who's going to win the national title.
1: Well, my final thoughts are that I'm glad NAI Baseball is back. I'm just thrilled to be talking NAI Baseball again. I was able to take in my first game last night, Taylor, and St. Thomas, and it was a good one. My pick to click this year is the Lewis Clark State Warriors. As much as I give them hell on Twitter, I think they're going to get it done. They didn't win it all last year. New coach Jake Taylor is going to be looking to impress. They have a couple of really stud transfers. I like Tyler Burch on the mound. And with that auto bid, you know, I hate to say it, they're guaranteed a spot. You have to beat them twice at home. It's tough to do. The betting favorite is going to be LCSC.
0: I mean, really, it's it's LCSC versus the field for another couple of years. But for some reason, I went back and forth on this a lot about who I could pick and who I would – something just screams out to me about Tennessee Wesleyan, and I just think that they're destined for a great year. And so I'm going to just take Tennessee Wesleyan. I think they will you know, have a good shot to win it all. They come into the season at number 12, so I'm excited for them. Cody, I want to thank you as always for joining me. Want to thank everybody listening at home, whether you listen via SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever platform you listen to the NAI Ball podcast on. Want to thank our sponsor, Silverback Sports. You can follow them on Twitter at ShopSilverback and ShopSilverback.com. Follow Cody for all the news, information, and the foremost authority on NAI Baseball at NAI Ball. There's nowhere better for NAI Baseball coverage in the world. You can follow myself at Rob G one Oh six three. Don't forget to follow the NAI ball podcast and NAI ball on Facebook. All you've got to do is search NAI ball and you'll find it all folks. Thank you for joining us here. Season two, episode one on to episode two next week. All right here on the NAI ball podcast. Have a great day and an even better tomorrow. Hey guys, Robbie Gutierrez here, host of the NAI Ball Podcast. Let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Silverback Sports. Silverback Sports was created by coaches and for coaches. They are supplying over 100 colleges around the nation with bands and ballistic plyo balls in throwing and hitting sets. On top of it all, they now offer mini rebounders and leather wrist weights. They have top quality products at affordable prices. Find it all at shopsilverback.com and follow them on Twitter at Shop Silverback. Silverback Sports, the alpha in arm care and training essentials.